to Wellness Realness with Christina Rice. I'm your host, Christina. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner, holistic health coach, Reiki practitioner, and the creator of ChristinaRiceWellness.com, where you can find my blog, recipes, services, programs, and ebooks. In this podcast, I'll be discussing all things related to health and wellness, and I promise to always keep it very real. Remember my disclaimer the information in this podcast is general health and nutrition advice and is not a replacement for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you'd like to submit a question or a topic for me to discuss, submit it on the podcast page at ChristinaRiceWellness.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a rating and a review on iTunes, and join our Facebook group, Wellness Wellness Podcast Tribe. I am doing something right now that I have literally never done before. I'm recording a solo episode while sitting. I know it's revolutionary, but something you might not know about me is I typically do all of my work standing. I feel like I can't focus when I sit because when I sit, I want to relax. But I have been recently sitting a little bit more than usual, and I've never recorded a podcast by myself while sitting before. It's usually only with guests, but right now I'm sitting because I just went on a very long walk. I got back from Beauty Counter Counter training this morning, which was amazing. Working for Beauty Counter is one of the most rewarding and inspiring things in this world, and I'm so grateful to do that work and just so grateful that I have such an incredible team, and uh, I'm getting sidetracked, but it's been a day, and so I just needed to sit and decompress and record, but I've been really excited to get this episode out because I realized that I haven't done a full Reiki podcast on this podcast. I've been on a lot of other people's podcasts and talked all about Reiki, but I I realized I haven't just had a full Reiki podcast, so I thought I would record one. Before I get into it, though, just a reminder that I'm starting my social media detox. When this comes out, it will be tomorrow. It starts Friday, September 27th. Going for a full seven days, I'm doing this with the women in my Paleo Women Lifestyle Program. We love to do social media detoxes every so often. It's going to be a full seven days, and I would love for you to join in. I think it is so important for everyone to take breaks from social media every once in a while, and if you've never done it before, I know it can be scary at first, but it is liberating, and I highly recommend you challenge yourself to do this. And you do not have to do the full seven days, but you know, pick something, challenge yourself, and spend a few days at least off of social media, or even just one, because all of us kind of have an addiction on some level, even if you don't think you do. Technology is designed to be addictive. Our phones are designed to be addictive. So it just really helps to give yourself some mental clarity. You'll notice you have more brain space. You probably sleep better. You'll have more time in the day. And it's so much easier to do it as a group when you know everyone else is going offline too. So I would love for you to do this with me. And if you are, post about it, share about it on social media before we start and try and get other people to join in as well because you really just don't realize how good you're going to feel until you do it once and 
the first time I did a social media detox, it just completely changed the way I use social media after that. And now I look forward to them so much. So I'm really excited to take a week just off. Not that I don't love interacting with everyone, but you know, sometimes I just need less time on my phone and I'll still be putting out content. I'm not, I'm still going to be working. So I will still be putting out blog content and podcasts, but just Instagram, Facebook, those are the social media platforms I use. I will not be on those. If you use Snapchat or Twitter, then get off those too. It's just a good, nice break. Challenge yourself, and I would love for you to join in. So today's episode is all about Reiki and healing and how I found Reiki and what Reiki is and how it works and all of the questions you guys sent in for me. I will hopefully address all of those for you and make things easy to understand, I hope. And speaking of natural healing, I was just talking to some of the ladies on my Beauty Counter team about this. It is the Ned Full Spectrum Hemp Oil, also known as CBD oil, commonly. Full Spectrum Hemp Oil is the official term. Because they were asking me about hacks for sleep, just having trouble winding down. And I find this is pretty common for a lot of my clients and my friends and family. And I deal with this myself. You know, when our brain is going, going all day long, sometimes it can be hard to wind down at night. And that's why I love my Ned Full Spectrum Hemp Oil. And when it comes to CBD, which is in every product nowadays, I swear just like anything else, it's like probiotics. You really need to be careful about quality and sourcing. And I would rather you not take any than take a low quality version. Especially with CBD, you can really be throwing your money away. It's pretty scary how many companies do not put the amount of CBD that they say they do in the bottle or any at all. There's been studies showing that a lot of companies on the market don't even have CBD in the bottle. And this is why when people tell me they don't get results, I always ask them what brand they're using because the Ned Full Spectrum Hemp Oil is the best of the best and really does give people results when it comes to falling asleep, winding down at night, just relaxing. Also, if you have insomnia, so whether you have issues just, you know, winding down at night or staying asleep, getting to sleep, it's also amazing for anxiety, depression, PTSD. It's a really amazing anti-inflammatory. So if you have an autoimmune disease or just inflamed joints or you know, body aches, pains, it can be really helpful. It is an amazing source of antioxidants. It helps to balance your hormones. It works on the endocannabinoid system, which is the body's homeostasis system, essentially, basically balances out the body, regulates all the systems in the body. So that's why CBD can be so powerful. Well, really, full-spectrum hemp can be so powerful because it is affecting all of the systems in the body and just helping you balance out. The full spectrum part is important because why Ned is so amazing is because it has that full spectrum of active cannabinoids. So there's the CBD as well as all of the other compounds like CBG, CBC, CBDA, CBGA, hemp terpenes. This all creates the entourage effect is what they call it. And that is really what is the true 
healing power of hemp. That's what gives you those beneficial effects is that entourage effect, all of that working together. And in terms of quality, Ned only extracts from hemp flowers, also known as the buds, whereas other products usually are extracted from the stalks and seeds of the plant. And they only use a very gentle, slow ethanol-based extraction method, which is done at room temperature. So companies that might use high heat or high pressure compromise the profile of the hemp flower and its cannabinoid content. So you really want to make sure that your full-spectrum hemp oil is sourced in the right way to really get your money's worth. And of course, the Ned team goes above and beyond, and they put some energy into it, which is the topic of today's podcast. During production, Ned energetically infuses all of their products with binaural beats, positive affirmations, and happy vibes, which actually does change how effective the product is and how it's going to interact with your body. This product is a total lifesaver. I take a dropper's worth every evening, a couple hours before I go to bed, and you want to hold it under your tongue for about 30 seconds before you swallow it. I recommend starting with a 300 milligram and then work your way up in terms of dosage. And they also have awesome lip balms and hemp-infused body butters, so you can get the healing powers of hemp in that body butter to help any aches or pains or sore muscles, and then that healing power of hemp on your lips, which helps make them super soft and hydrated. So if you want to try out Ned's Full Spectrum Hemp Oil or any of their other hemp-infused products, just go to helloned.com and you can use my code wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S, for 15% off. Again, that's helloned.com and you can use my code wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S for 15% off. Let's get back to the topic of energy for a second because this is really important to understand in terms of Reiki and Reiki energy. Reiki healing is done through Reiki energy. And uh, so obviously we need to start with energy. Reiki is traditionally a healing system, but it's also helpful just in terms of helping people increase awareness, insight, wisdom, great for personal growth as well, because everything is energy. Our bodies are energetic in nature. We learn this in science on a really simplified level when we are younger and then more so when we're older, when we look at you know the kinetic theory of matter. All matter is made up of atoms and molecules that are constantly moving. Everything is energy. Science can measure this energy and this energy infuses our whole bodies and it's an intelligent energy it wants to be even and balanced and there have been a number of different practices that have developed over the years to help balance that energy reiki for instance tai chi meditation yoga feng shui are just a few of the many ways someone can enhance the flow of this energy Our bodies are in this constant state of maintaining balance. They're always trying to maintain balance. And it's that energy within us that helps the body to repair and balance out. So the idea behind energy healing in general is that our bodies have this innate wisdom and we are all born with the power to heal ourselves because our bodies want to maintain that balance. And it's just about utilizing different practices to help balance that energy in the body. The problem is that, you know, 
people used to understand this, but over time we kind of lost that knowledge and we've focused so much now on what's outside of us. We kind of lost that ability to clearly see within and allow our bodies to heal themselves. And with Reiki, Reiki energy is the healing energy. Reiki is the energy that connects our higher self with everything around us. We can use Reiki energy to help us balance our own energy and therefore our bodies. And I'm going to get into the story behind Reiki in a minute, but you know, it was originally intended to be a tool for spiritual growth. And what happened was there was physical healing that happened because of it. And it was the side effect and that created awareness about the healing properties, which is pretty profound. And when you think about it, we, we know Reiki energy. We intuitively use it. Reiki energy, this healing energy, it's like when you're a kid and you fall off your bike and your mom holds you and kisses it and you feel better. So we intuitively know about healing energy. Many of us might just not think of it that way. But Back to the body. So our bones actually resonate at lower frequencies while our blood and our thoughts will vibrate at higher frequencies. And this magnetic pulse is known as the biomagnetic field. This is measured in science. But in Eastern traditions, it is also known by other names. So maybe prana or chi. What does Reiki mean? Reiki is also another name for universal life force energy. It's this universal life force energy that's channeled through the practitioner's body to themselves or to someone else to help raise their vibration, to align and balance the body, to balance out the energy in the body, to facilitate the body's own healing. And when a practitioner is performing a healing session, the energy that's coming from their hands produces a significantly larger biomagnetic reading than a non-practitioner. And there have been different studies measuring this. You can literally Google them and they'll come up. Usually around 7 to 10 hertz in theta and alpha range. And these frequencies are associated with physical healing. And there are a lot of different outcomes someone could experience from Reiki. Just feeling really relaxed, content, less stress, reduced fear or anxiety, and often it can mean reduction or even elimination of certain physical illnesses, pain, different health conditions. Like anything else, nothing can be guaranteed, but I've seen some pretty incredible things. And at minimum, you're rebalancing your chakras, rebalancing the energy in your body. And sometimes people don't even notice that at first, but subconsciously that can do a lot. So I'll talk to you about some of the things people come to me for, some of which I already mentioned, but a lot of people come to me just wanting to relax. A lot of people who have some anxiety, who just have a lot of thoughts in their head, who need clarity, who are go, 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 need to calm down, have trouble meditating, have emotional blocks they need to work through. Maybe therapy is not their thing. They don't want to have to talk. They just want to lay down and have the energy rebalanced in their bodies. Sometimes people just feel like something's off and it's subconscious. They're not aware of it or it's from past life, it's something else, and they don't even know how to get past this block, and so they come to get rebalanced and have any blocks released, and that's really helpful as well. I mean, at minimum, you're getting your chakras balanced, and I will get into chakras 
in a little bit. You're getting your chakras balanced. It can help with the emotional health. It can also help with the spiritual health if you're looking for spiritual growth. So some clients will come to me looking for a growth in their intuition and their spirituality. Maybe their their third eye is just closed. They don't have that sense of intuition and they want to grow in that way. So some clients do want to go a more spiritual path. Other people just want to lay there and not talk and relax and just clear their minds. I've had so many clients tell me it's really hard for them to meditate. They feel like they never fully relax. And for some reason, when they come to Reiki, it's the only time they can shut off their brains and they feel incredible after. And a lot of my clients who are just very much caught in the sympathetic state notice huge improvement when they get Reiki. Like sometimes they tell me nothing calms me down. um, And this does. And then in terms of physical health issues, again, Reiki is facilitating your body healing itself. And I have seen people come in and after the session, their chronic pain is gone. I have seen clients come in and with some regular work, we can get their periods back or thyroid improves or joint pain goes away. And again, nothing is guaranteed, but I have seen a lot of really incredible physical changes in people's bodies, especially with a lot of the people I talk to who feel like they're a mystery case and everyone tells them they're doing everything or, you know, they're the person who does everything right in terms of their health. They eat a great diet. They move their body in the best way they can. They take all the right supplements and things are just still not where they want to be. A lot of times energy healing is the missing piece because if you are not energetically balanced or something's blocking you on the subconscious level, you can't get all the way there. And I do want to explain straight off the bat that the Reiki healing is separate from the intuitive work. I think people get really confused by this because a lot of Reiki practitioners do also do intuitive work, but not all do. So when someone does Reiki, what that means is the practitioner will work as a channel for that healing Reiki energy to go into your body and flow where it needs to flow and balance things out. But Reiki doesn't necessarily mean intuitive work. But because so many Reiki practitioners, energy healers do also do intuitive work, sometimes people get it confused. Um, So I, for example, do intuitive work in Pretty much everyone who sees me wants that, <laughs> um, so we do both. But I have, I have had you know many clients who come and they're like, I they don't want the intuitive work. They don't want to you know know anything, um, any messages that are being sent or anything past life or anything like that. And that's totally fine. They just want to lay down, relax. Um, they might want to know what chakras we rebalanced, um, what their aura color was. And that's about it. And they don't want anything else. Other people want the whole shebang. They want to know past life stuff. They want to know spirit animal. They want to know what's so-and-so saying. Who are my guides? What what messages are being, like, what messages are coming in? All of that. And some people come for a session and <laughs> they don't even really want actual Reiki. They just want to, you know, do more of the intuitive 
work. But remember, it's always your choice. It's your choice what you do and don't want to know. And I think, you know, in the mainstream, people think this stuff is scary. It's not scary. Like, things don't fly into the room. It's it's not like a movie. Everything is... It, it's a healing session. It's super relaxing. Like you're going to feel amazing. And also I was going to say this earlier, sometimes people, you know, after the session, they'll be like, you know, I feel like relaxed, but I don't really notice anything big. And then they'll call me like a week later. and be like, oh my God, I don't know what happened. But this last week I felt better than I ever have in my whole life. But anyways, I got off track. The point is it's not scary at all. It's really I think super helpful to have some of those messages because sometimes I'm just throwing out like, you know, I feel like you shouldn't be eating this food that keeps coming up that you shouldn't be eating this food. Or I feel like there's actually something wrong with this in your body. This feels off. Or who is this person who like you really need to talk to because it's an energetic block. You know, sometimes it's just helping you put pieces together. So it's, I promise nothing scary. It's healing. It's relaxing. It is amazing. I love getting Reiki. And I love giving it because every time I give it, I get a little too. But it can really just release those emotional, spiritual, energetic blocks and allow you to become more in touch with your intuition and kind of, you know, get more clarity on things. And a lot of people come in. This is why I bring up the difference between the intuitive work and the Reiki, because a lot of people do come in wanting a session. Maybe they're going through a big life transition or trying to make an important decision and they need some relaxation. They need to calm down. They need mental clarity. And they also want some of that intuitive work to kind of help them see, you know, maybe a bigger picture, maybe some tarot, just getting some more clarity in that sense. So a lot of people like to do that as well, do pendulum work. So I guess I'll just throw this in there while I'm talking about the pendulum. You've probably seen me on Instagram. The pendulum is my favorite thing. It's an energy tool. Anyone can go out and buy a pendulum, just like anyone can become a Reiki practitioner. Um, and just like anyone can become psychic. But the pendulum is one of my favorite energy tools. And I will say, I know anyone can use a pendulum, but certain people, it I just find it works better for and... I'm just one of those people. My pendulum is super responsive and basically always right. Um, it's never led me astray. It's it's very interesting. And so it you just hold it and it picks up on the energy in the room and you can ask it yes or no questions. Not future questions. I'm not predicting the future, but we're picking up current energy and I use it in my own life. And I, clients really enjoy it and my friends will text me and say, can you ask can you ask the pendulum about X, Y, and Z? So it helps me as a practitioner in many ways. You know, you can ask like, should I do this or that? Or um, is this the right decision? Does this feel good? Just current energy, it will help pick up on. And so that's a really fun energy tool and a really fun way to tap into, into your intuition as well. And also a helpful tool for me as a practitioner. So that's something really fun. Um, you've probably seen me seen me using it on my on my social media because I'm very attached to my pendulum. People joke it's like my pet because it, <laughs> it basically is. It just responds to me in a way that is just incredible. I've had so many other healers see me use it and they, they're like, I've literally never seen a pendulum respond to someone like that. And I'm like, I don't know. I just feel like the pendulum is 
is my calling. You know, everyone has their own thing and like the pendulum really, really likes me. So that's the pendulum. And here's the other thing. So I talk about Reiki sessions and Reiki, and this is similar with a lot of other Reiki practitioners too, because I want to be very clear on the difference between Reiki and intuitive work and energy work. Like energy healing is this whole category. Reiki is a type of energy healing, but a lot of people are just energy healers. And so for example, I say I do Reiki because I do do Reiki, but I do a lot of other things too. I do just a lot of different types of energy healing and intuitive work. And it's just easier to say I'm a Reiki practitioner. Um, I guess I could just say I'm an energy healer in general. Sometimes I do say that too, or I could say I'm an intuitive, um, but I just tend to say I'm a Reiki practitioner because that's, I mean, I have a certification. I mean, I guess I could say I'm a reverend. I give spiritual counsel counsel because technically I am ordained. I'm a reverend technically because I give spiritual counsel. But yeah, I just say Reiki practitioner. And that's, you know, I say that because if you are in your area looking for someone for in person and you are looking for intuitive work, understand that not every Reiki practitioner does other forms of energy healing as well, and they might not use other energy tools or techniques um, or intuitive work. So if you're like, you know, when you're looking for someone, know what you're looking for. I do think that a lot of my clients think that all Reiki practitioners do all the different energy stuff I do, but they don't all. But a lot of Reiki practitioners do do just a bunch of different forms of energy healing. We just say Reiki to make it faster because what's interesting, you know, people will say, oh, well, what kind of energy healing was that? You know, sometimes I talk about different energy healing experiences I've had or I've gone to a different healer and they say, what kind of energy healing was it? Well, there's not a name for all types of energy healing. It's just different different techniques. You know, we're, it's literally just using energy to heal and people have different techniques and there's not necessarily a name for everything, but there's so much to learn. It's such an interesting space. Um, so I did want to just differentiate that for you. So the intuitive work and other energy healing techniques and tools aren't necessarily the same thing as Reiki. Reiki is a type of energy healing. A lot of Reiki practitioners do do the intuitive work and other energy healing techniques, but many also don't. So just wanted to be clear about that. Let me back up for a minute and get into the history of Reiki because I think, you know, people like to know a little bit about the history and the story behind Reiki is something that has been passed down verbally from master to student and there are kind of different versions of what happened but they're all very similar and I'm just going to share with you the one that I was taught and from what we can collect from history seems to be the most accurate ish but it's kind of it's the idea you know? So, well, first of all, Reiki energy, like Reiki healing, Reiki energy, it didn't just originate at this time, but when did it become popular is really what, what we're talking about. So the Reiki healing system was founded by Usui Sensei, Mikao Usui Sensei. Here is the short version of the story. Basically that 
he climbed Mount Kurama in Japan, and he was doing penance while fasting. And on his 21st day, he felt a great Reiki over his head. The Reiki energy entered his crown chakra, and he was spiritually awakened. And he received the Reiki cure. He received an understanding of how to solve his problems. And the story is that he was so excited, he ran down the mountain, and on the way, he stubbed his toe on a rock and he fell. And so he put his hands over his toe because it hurt. And healing energy began flowing from his hands, and the pain in his toe went away, and his toe was healed immediately. And he was amazed, and he realized that in addition to the spiritual awakening he had received, he also received this gift of healing physically as well. So then he practiced his new healing ability on himself more and his family, and he developed his whole healing system through experimentation and different skills and information that he had learned from his previous studies of different religious practices and philosophy and different spiritual practices. And then in April of 1922, he moved to Tokyo. He started a healing society there, and he taught classes and gave treatments there. Then in September of 1923, there was a big earthquake that just devastated Tokyo, and over 140,000 people died, and over half of the houses and buildings were shaken down or burned. A ton of people were left homeless, sick, injured, so Usui-sensei went and began treating as many of them as he could. And at that time, he also started training other teachers. And he developed this more formal, it's called the attunement process. The process of becoming a Reiki practitioner is attunement. And he was getting such great results, the demand for Reiki became so high that he outgrew his clinic. So in 1925, he built a bigger one. And his reputation as a healer was spreading all over Japan. He started to travel so he could teach and treat more people. And during his travels, he directly taught thousands of students and initiated different Reiki masters who could then teach in the same way he did. And at the same time, there were other hands-on healing schools in Japan um, besides Usui-sensei's school that he started. But those were different than Reiki, although they seemed similar. But basically, from there, it all spread. And, you know, after Usui-sensei passed away, the tradition continued and Reiki masters would teach Reiki students. Eventually, some students become masters and the tradition continues. So that is how you become a Reiki practitioner is a Reiki master attunes you. And then, you know, you can be Reiki level one certified, level two certified, and eventually move on to level three. So not everyone becomes a Reiki master. I'm not a Reiki master. Maybe I will be someday. Um, I definitely need to be a Reiki practitioner for a lot longer before I want to be a master. But only a Reiki master can attune people. And um, that basically means teaching them to do the hands-on healing and, you know, giving them the ability to act as a channel of the Reiki energy. So that's a little bit of the history behind Reiki. I hope you found that interesting. I loved learning that story. I love hearing the history behind things. So I want to next cover 
energetically what's really what's really happening with the atoms in our bodies. But before I do that, I need to take a brief pause from the Reiki talk and we can talk about another form of energy, which is light. And actually learning more about Reiki energy and healing energy, it might make even more sense, or maybe vice versa, why light is so impactful on our bodies and on our circadian rhythms and why it's so important that we really pay attention to our blue light exposure. You guys know I love my Blue Blocks blue light blocking glasses. I'm wearing them right now. I wear them all the time and they have totally changed everything for me. I notice a huge difference when I don't wear them. Just the other night when we were out at the Beauty Counter event and it was like 8 p.m. and dark and I was like, why do I have such a bad headache? And I realized because I wasn't wearing my blue blockers because I was out and I I'm so in the habit now and they make such huge difference. And what's funny is when I used to use other brands, I would notice a little bit of a difference when I was out at night and didn't have them, but not to the extent I do now. Like now it's very noticeable. I really need these blue light blocking glasses and they help my sleep so much. My sleep was honestly awful that night. And with so many different blue blocker brands on the market, that's why I love Blue Box. They are the only company that creates blue light blocking glasses with the peer-reviewed academic literature in mind. They are scientifically backed. All of their products are made under optics laboratory conditions in Australia, shipped all over the world, and They have three specific lenses for daytime, nighttime, and color therapy. So whatever your needs are, they will be met. So the Sleep Plus Red Lens is the only true 100% blue and green light blocking lens for use after sunset. So when it gets dark, you really want to put on these red lenses, the Sleep Plus. Everyone needs a pair of these. This will massively help with your sleep. It will help you get better sleep, deeper sleep. It helps with insomnia helps you feel relaxed, wind down. It also helps to balance your hormones and retrain your circadian rhythm, optimize that. It can also help with eye strain or if you get headaches and has a huge effect on your mood. Honestly, I feel like the dream team is the Blue Blocks plus the Ned. You will have the best sleep of your life. I swear to God. Put those on a couple hours before bed and then when you go to bed, put on the Remedy Sleep Mask. I just got this and it is, it is crazy. I used to think sleep masks didn't work. Oh my God, this is 100% light blocking. Like no light can can get in there. I've never slept so hard in my life, like in the best way possible. I get the deepest sleep. I didn't realize how just like the light that seeps out from in between my blinds was kind of disrupting me. This is a game changer. The Remedy Sleep Mask is a game changer and has little cups so that your eyes could technically open while the mask is on, which is actually better for your eyes. So that's a must. And then definitely get a pair for during the day as well, especially if you're on the computer all day long, but really everyone, because even if you're not on technology, you are exposed to blue light. If you are near fluorescent lights or just lighting in general, you know, if you're walking in your house and there's this light, I'm looking at the light on my microwave and on my stove and all this blue light everywhere. So during the day, I personally wear the blue light clear lens, which is the blue light filtering lens. It's good for people who 
work with more natural light during the day so they don't really need the color therapy, but this is really going to help eliminate your exposure to the frequencies of light that cause migraines, headaches, digital eye strain, and macular degeneration. And the other option is the Summer Glow Yellow Lens, and this is blue light blocking meets color therapy. So this is designed for daytime use for people who work under intense artificial lighting, and if you have those migraines, anxiety, depression, digital eye screen again. So those are the two options. And if you don't know which one to pick, just contact customer service at Blue Blocks and the founders themselves will answer and tell you which one to invest in. They have over 20 different frames to pick from. So you will definitely be able to find a pair that are really cute that you love. And you can also send in your own frames if you want. So if you have a certain pair of frames that you want to turn into blue blockers, because really everyone needs these for their health, then you can definitely do that. And I just love their social mission. They partner with Restoring Vision and their buy one gift one campaign. So for each pair of blue blocks they sell, they donate a pair of reading glasses to Restoring Vision, who then gifts them to someone in need. So if you are ready to invest in the best pair of blue blockers ever, I swear to God. If you think you've used blue blockers and you haven't used blue blocks, you don't know what you're in for. you got to have that red lens, very specific red lens. And make sure you listen to my episode with Andy Mant, episode 230, Amazing Science in there. He's awesome. But you can also find more on their website, and that's where you can also purchase the glasses. So just go to blueblocks.com. That's B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com. And you can use my code wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S for 15% off of your glasses, which you're definitely going to want to use. But these are great because they're one-time investment. And then for the rest of your life, basically, you're going to have amazing sleep. So again, that's blueblocks.com, B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com. And use that code wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S for 15% off. Okay, so with Reiki, what's happening? So Let me talk about this idea of entrainment, which you might be familiar with. So entrainment is the tendency for two oscillating bodies to lock into phase so that they're going to vibrate in harmony together. This is something that in the 1660s, scientists figured out, like, if you put two clocks with pendulums on a wall close to each other and you swing the pendulums at different rates, eventually they're going to end up swinging in sync at the exact same rate. And then this turned into a law of physics. So Basically, what's happening during a Reiki session is the practitioner places their hands on or just above a client's body, different parts of the body, and the practitioner conducts that universal energy from their hands to the client's body. And when the practitioner and client, quote, come together, like those two objects, basically, they are the those two oscillating or vibrating objects that I just described when I described this idea of entrainment. So every cell in our body and every atom in the world and the universe is in this constant state of vibration, which we already talked about. And that the tendency is that two objects are going to lock into phase so they vibrate in harmony. This is why like the energy of people around us changes our energy. And in most cases, the weaker of the two objects will have the tendency to adjust to the stronger vibration, which is Reiki energy, the healing energy. So this is when I talk to you guys about how if you want to increase your vibrations in general, you better be around someone who has stronger vibrations than you. But anyways, I just want to be clear that with Reiki, the practitioner isn't relying 
on their own energy. Like I'm not transferring my energy to a client. Instead, I'm acting as a channel of, of the Reiki healing energy. And the energy will go where it's needed in the body. So wherever that person needs it to go, it will, it will flow to that area. But, you know, as a practitioner, if I'm noticing there's a certain area that needs more work or someone tells me they want to work on something specific, I'll probably spend more time on that area. So basically, the process of attunement to become a Reiki practitioner is helping you have that connection to Reiki energy. And allowing you to access that channel. It's helping you align with that energy. And once you're attuned, you are attuned for the rest of your life. Anyways, within the body, so our body has like a natural electromagnetic frequency that it wants to resonate with. And when all levels of the body are in harmony with that frequency, the communication within the body is going to be really strong. But when the lines of communication within the body are disrupted for some reason, the body loses its effectiveness to heal and stay in homeostasis. And this happens when we store energy that is out of alignment with where energy bodies naturally want to be. And we often store energy in the form of memories and beliefs. And sometimes they build up all around a similar belief and that can create a strong block. So it's like when we're storing conflicting energy in the body, things are out of sync, out of tune. So the practitioner is helping this person's energy body realize where that discordance lies, essentially. And the body is able to release what's no longer serving it. And this goes back to the idea of our body's innate intelligence. So when the body has chosen what it wants to address and when, it will release that stored energy at a cellular level, and then our cells can function properly again. And that is how the healing can occur on a physical level. And we don't have to be consciously aware also of what beliefs and memories we're working with, which is why Reiki can be so effective. But that's also why the intuitive work can be really interesting because that can make us more aware. So if this is something stored from childhood, for example, that maybe you never even thought of, before, then some people do want to know and they find it interesting. Or there's ways to speed it up in terms of, you know, inner child work, reparenting, other other tools we can use. So that's where the intuitive work can be helpful. So then this leads into the discussion of auras and chakras. So auras, I, I think many of us are familiar with. I also recommend checking out my blog post on auras, but Outside your physical body, you have an energy body that extends out as far as your fingertips. And it's this vibrational frequency that's alive and it radiates different colors that can change depending on your specific vibration, what your state of health is, what your mood is, what you're going through. Or for some people, it's pretty consistent. When it comes to auras, some people see them with their third eye, some people sense them. But auras are really interesting because, you know, our colors can describe so much of how we're feeling. And they they feel different. So when I'm starting a session and I'm scanning someone's aura, I can feel it. I can feel, is it vibrating a lot? Is it kind of calm and smooth? Are there blocks? Are there... It's almost like checking terrain, I guess, above someone's body. Um, are there bumps? Are there cords? Are there things sticking out? What's, what's happening there? So for someone who wants intuitive work, 
sometimes we have cords coming out from someone's body that are kind of attached to things from past life or even this life um, that literally feel like a rod coming out of someone's body that are it's a block within the energy body that needs to be removed um, to fully heal. And sometimes you can physically feel it being removed. Sometimes not. I actually had a crazy, just last week I had this cord pulled from an energy healer and it was huge and I felt it, <laughs> but I've also had some removed that I didn't feel at all, but it still works and I feel it emotionally. But anyways, that's, that's the aura. Let's talk about the chakras. So chakras are energy wheels that exist within different parts of our aura and these energy centers act as conduits for the energy to flow throughout the body in order for us to reach balance. Each of these chakras is associated with certain organs, issues, personal issues, emotions, colors, elements, situations, parts of our lives. So balancing these can have a really helpful physical, emotional, and spiritual effect on someone. Chakras can be too open, too closed, blocked, out of shape, like literally in a different shape than meant to be. And chakras can be balanced in a number of ways. They can be balanced by Reiki, alternative therapies, what you eat, meditating, yoga, um, using your hand, a pendulum, visualizations, crystals. There are lots of different ways to balance chakras. And really, we want each individual chakra to be balanced, but also we want the chakras to be balanced in relationship to each other. There are seven main chakras that people talk about. The root chakra, the sacral chakra, solar plexus, heart, throat, third eye, and crown chakras. Those actually aren't the only chakras, but those are the main seven. And the lower three are more masculine in nature. Those are the ones that kind of call us to action and they ground us and are more related to the physical material world. And then the higher three chakras are more feminine in nature and they're more connected with spirituality and self-reflection and then the heart chakra right in the middle is balanced in masculine and feminine energy and can help to balance the other chakras so i will go over the chakras as briefly as i can i don't want to do a whole podcast on chakras but i do have a blog post on chakras check that out anyways we'll start at the top So the seventh chakra, the crown chakra, is close to the top of the brain. It's connected with our pineal gland. It is connected to our nervous system, our mind, our whole body. The color connected with this is violet or white. It has to do with enlightenment, knowledge, spirituality, understanding, self-realization, the sense of fulfillment, completion, and universal consciousness. So when it's out of balance, people feel like they have a limited connection with source, limited access to their body's inner wisdom, mental imbalances. But when they're balanced, they experience source. They have this inner sense of wisdom, greater wisdom, greater awareness, self-realization, and so on. The sixth chakra is the third eye chakra, and this is connected with the color indigo. It's linked to the brain, pituitary, hypothalamus, endocrine system, head, eyes, face, fear, imagination, has to do with intuition, insight, spiritual awareness, clairvoyance. When this is 
out of balance, you're more focused on the physical plane, you might have poor vision, you might have headaches, um, you might be more closed-minded, you might have mental, hormonal issues, or just not have a strong sense of spirituality. When this is open, you will have a healthy sense of intuition. You will be more spiritually aware. You'll be more creative. You can manifest more strongly. You have a better memory, balanced hormones, so on. The fifth chakra is the throat chakra. The throat chakra is obviously connected to your throat and also the thyroid, the metabolism, ears, nose, mouth, neck, teeth. It's connected with the color blue and has to do with communication, self-expression, creativity in that sense, like expressing yourself in the larger sense of the word, um, abundant sound, vibration, receiving. Um, when this is out of balance, you might be speaking things you think you're supposed to say, not speaking your truth. You might be overly talkative or you just have trouble communicating at all. You're not speaking out. You could have hormonal issues, might cough. But when this is in balance, you are a strong communicator. You express your truth. Your hormones are balanced and so on. This is often out of balance for people who haven't spoken out about their feelings regarding something. Sometimes it means you haven't told someone something or they haven't told you something. Then the heart chakra. The heart chakra is... Connected with the color green. Most people think it's going to be pink or red. It's not. It's green. And it's connected with the heart, of course. The thymus, respiratory system, circulatory system in general, immune system, our lungs, our upper back, our arms, our hands. This has to do with love and joy and balance, compassion, kindness, giving. When this is out of balance, you might not be able to accept love. You might have problems in your relationships. You might be holding grudges. You might have heart issues or lung issues, immune system issues. But when it's in balance, you have a strong ability to love and receive love. Your immune system is healthy, your heart's healthy. You have balance in your relationships and other chakras. You're compassionate. You feel at peace. Just all the love things. And then we have the third chakra, which is the solar plexus. The solar plexus is located below the sternum, and it's connected with the color yellow. This has to do with the, the digestive system, the pancreas, the liver, the spleen, the small intestine, gallbladder, middle back. Also anger, sense of purpose, personal power, autonomy, self-determination, self-esteem. When this is out of balance, you might feel unsure of your role in this world. You might feel rejected. You might feel really, really extroverted or really introverted. You might have ulcers or gut dysbiosis, dysfunction, SIBO, something going on with your digestive issues. You might be, you know, bloated or constipated or something. Um, you might just not have a lot of self-esteem. But when it is in balance, you have healthy digestion. You feel a sense of personal power, confidence purpose. And then the sacral chakra. This is behind and a little below the navel. This is connected with the color orange and related to the reproductive system. The testes, ovaries, uterus, sexuality, also your lower digestive organs, your kidneys, prostate, urinary tract, lower back. And this has to do with relationships, emotions, intimacy, appetite, pleasure, imagination, the unconscious, 
when this is out of balance, we're usually dealing with imbalances around sexuality or creativity. You might feel possessive or jealous. You might not feel sexually satisfied. You might have reproductive issues. Um, you know, if there's something going on with the reproductive system, this could also be low self-esteem. But when it's balanced, you have high self-esteem. You have very healthy expression of sexuality and creativity, joy, pleasure. It's like the passion, the passion chakra. And then the root chakra. This is at the base of the spine. This is the first chakra. And this is connected to the color red. And it has to do with the adrenals, our skin, our blood, our large intestine, pelvis, hips, legs, feet, elimination system. It has to do with fear, passion, our sense of being grounded, survival, feeling secure, feeling trust, um, money, our home situation, a sense of belonging, nature, the earth. When this is out of balance, you might feel insecure. You might just feel ungrounded. You might feel spaced out. You might feel fear around survival. You might feel like things are, it's usually you feel ungrounded in terms or unstable in terms of your job your living situation, finances, relationships, or just in general, people who travel a lot. This is often out of balance or who have just moved or a big life transition. But when this is in balance, you feel grounded, you feel motivated, you feel comfortable. And yeah, that's the root chakra. So this is why Reiki is so interesting. And whether or not you're a Reiki practitioner, you can use the idea of the chakras to help people heal. Because our different organs are connected with different parts of our lives and different emotions. And a big reason why I was so interested in energy healing and Reiki and chakras is because this makes sense to me. And I personally communicate with and work with so many people who are already so quote unquote healthy. And they feel like they're doing everything right. They've tried everything. Why is nothing working? Why? I'm doing the whole supplement protocol. I am eating a squeaky clean paleo diet. I'm doing AIP. I'm doing SED. I'm whatever they're doing. I move regularly. I don't overtrain. I sleep eight hours a night. All these things. I meditate. Blah, blah, blah. But they're still having health issues. They're still sick. There's something going on. There's an energy issue happening. That's what it is. Your chakras are out of balance. And so, you know, I've talked about this before on a previous podcast about, you know, I work with so many people who have an amenorrhea. And so we work on the sacral chakra. And that chakra is connected with the reproductive organs, connected with sexuality, passion, creativity. So we start to work on those parts of their lives. And somehow it starts to get better. Or even using things that are going to balance that chakra. So if we know the sacral chakra is out of balance, I'm just using the sacral chakra because common. Um, and so we want to get more oranges into their lives. We want them to eat more orange foods and we want them to use orange essential oils and get an orange crystal and all these things because color is frequency and color is energy. Frequency is energy. And if we can get that color into their life, it might help them balance their chakras. And the idea is that this is like the basis of it. Energetic imbalances in the body will physio- can, not will, can physiologically manifest in the body as physical health issues. So let's say 
as a child, I didn't speak my truth. I didn't feel heard. I felt shot down. I never spoke up to someone who hurt me. And I'm holding that in my throat chakra. My communication is not there. My throat chakra is blocked. I never address this. And then I grow up and now I have thyroid issues. Maybe I have Hashimoto's. That is how it can manifest. So that's why these things could be rooted in energetic imbalances. So when we're looking at physical health issues, we can use this information to help improve those energetically and just go at it from another angle, essentially. So it helps prevent things from coming. It can help heal things. It's just helping your body realign and rebalance. Even if you don't have a physiological health issue, though, it can really help if you're struggling with something emotionally, (laughs) you know? I find that a lot of people who come in who are struggling with something, they come in, you know, and they want the intuitive work as well, and they just want to know what chakras are out of balance, and I do the session, and I tell them, you know, what's out of balance, and I'm like, let's let's use a thyroid example. Let's use a throat. I'm like, your throat chakra is out of balance, and I feel like you have a thyroid issue. Or maybe I don't. Maybe I just feel like you didn't talk to Sarah when you were 12 and it's still in there, you know, or something like that. Or you're not talking to your boyfriend. Um, But sometimes there is a a thyroid problem and I'm like, this is literally connected and you need to talk to that person um, or you need to, we need to fix a sense of communication. And for some people, and I've, the number of people, especially with relationships, I've had plenty of people who don't have a physical health issue who come in, and this is why a lot of my friends tell me it might be easier for them than therapy because people kind of want this sense of validation. You know, they might be feeling something and they come in and they just lay there and, you know, they I don't even know them, right? Maybe I don't even know this person. And at the end, I tell, I literally, I might say, you know, I just, and you know, they've, they've asked for the intuitive information. They say, you know, your, I, maybe your heart chakra and your sacral chakra are out of balance. And I feel like it's because the relationship you're in is not serving or satisfying you. And I feel like your throat chakra is out of balance right now because it seems like there's this guy named Scott who you really need to talk to. And, you know, the person will burst out into tears and be like, oh my God, I can't believe you could pick up on that energetically. Like, I, I really feel like, you know, I don't know if I should be with this guy I'm with. I don't know if I should break up with him. And I keep thinking about my ex-boyfriend and like, what should I do? And it just opens the door for people to be able to talk about it. And it's very validating for them that literally energetically I can feel it or I'm like feeling heat, you know, I'm, I'm feeling what's going on. So it's just really interesting. And let me just kind of lay out what happens in a session. So basically you come in for Reiki, you come in and it's going to be very relaxing. Take off your shoes. You get on the massage table. You're laying with your head facing up on the massage table. And first, I'll say like a little prayer, not in the religious sense, just, you know, scan the aura. You just lay there. You close your eyes. You can fall asleep. Plenty of people fall asleep. You just relax. There's some relaxing music playing. All you have to do is chill. That's it. And I often tell people if they, I often tell people like in your head, say, I'm open, I'm ready to receive, just to kind of energetically like open themselves up. And 
you know, they just lay there, relax, and sometimes they use essential oils with people um, if they, they're open to that. And I scan their aura, so I basically run my hands like above their aura, and I'll see what's going on with the aura, how it feels, colors. Um, then I balance their chakras, and then I start I start at the, their crown chakra, and I hold my hands above or on different parts of their bodies, um, and send the Reiki energy to them. So it's going through my hands, not from me. I'm acting as a channel. And people, you know, so I start at the top of their head and then I work my way down, arms, legs, feet, um, and then I will have them turn over and and then I do their, their back and they're all balanced. And during that process, you know, I get intuitive signals. If they want intuitive work, I will share with that, that with them later. Um, people at the end, and then at the end is like kind of when I give all the feedback and I tell them what chakras are out of balance. And if they want more information, they want any messages from guides or that's if they want the intuitive work, that's when we do the intuitive work. Um, if they want to know more information, if they want to ask the pendulum questions, if they want to do tarot and do a, do a reading, we could do that. So it just depends. But like the end is usually the part that people are most interested in. They're usually so relaxed and zen out. People always, <laughs> they like, they get up and they're like, I feel like I just got a massage. And I'm like, I didn't, I didn't massage them. Let's be clear. I'm not, I'm, I don't like touch them like that. I'm usually, I don't, the only parts of the bodies that I touch actually are someone's like shoulder and hand and then like their legs. Um, I don't put my hands on anyone's face. I feel like, I mean, I don't want that. So I wouldn't want someone to touch my face, you know? So, um, that's kind of how it goes. And I tell people some, sometimes you might, you might feel nothing. doesn't matter. You might feel heat coming from my hands. It's probably most common is feeling heat. You might feel really cold. I have blankets in there. Some people get really cold during Reiki. Um, you might see colors. You might, like, I don't know. Sometimes I have people tell me they saw a vision of their grandma or something, their guides, you know, depending on how intuitive the person is. So there's no normal experience. Um, but it's not uncommon for people to feel heat or feel vibration or feel energy. Um, maybe sometimes some people feel things shifting. Um, yeah, it's, there's no normal reaction. Sometimes you don't feel anything um, during it. It doesn't matter. And then at the end, I tell people, you might go the rest of the day feeling normal. You might feel really tired. You might feel kind of detoxy. It was an energetic detox. Um, you might, you probably sleep, will sleep really hard. Or a lot of people leave, they're super energetic. They're glowing. They're happy. I always love hearing what people tell me afterwards. So like, I was like, oh my God, the rest of the day, everyone told me I was glowing, that they didn't know what I did. I looked different. I had so much energy. Or people at night, they'll be like, I slept so hard that night. Like, I was so tired. I haven't slept that well in so long. Or they just feel so zen for the rest of the week. Everyone has a different reaction, and some people don't notice anything. But either way, you got you got the Reiki energy. Your chakras are balanced. Um, and it's just a nice energetic rebalance detox and Reiki energy will stay in the body for three to five days, but we're out in the world. We have energy all around us and our chakras can get out of balance with, between, you know, all the people we come in contact with, how we're feeling, our emotions, what's happening with the rest of our lives. And so I always give feedback and give people actionable steps to take 
you know, to to try and keep things in balance themselves, you know, incorporate these colors. Maybe you should eat this food. And that's also where the intuitive side helps. Like sometimes people, especially for me, because part of why I got into this was with clients, um, sometimes I'll be told which supplements to use because there's so many different options. And I'll be like, oh, they want you, you know, consuming ashwagandha, ashwagandha or having more apple cider vinegar or, you know, eat more starch. Like sometimes things like that come up or I'll be like, uh, you're taking something that doesn't feel good for you. Or, you know, something like that can be helpful, but you know, or I'll send people with homework if it's more, you know, spiritual in terms of like, I need you to do this meditation or think about X, Y, and Z, or maybe think about if you want to communicate with that person or reach out to this person or some, you know, different types of lifestyle changes to make. And I mean, I've literally had people come in just for business consultations. Like they just want, they want a little Reiki and then they want to do pendulum tarot, like intuitive work on like, you know, business partnerships and where to, where to do things. And like people come in for all kinds of reasons. It's actually very interesting and very rewarding. And some people come in just for like kind of, you know, relationship advice or actual like physical health advice or um, a lot of or emotional trauma that has just been stored in their body and blocked in their body and they just need a release and it's affecting relationships now. Um, and there are just so many different reasons why people come in to to see Reiki. And people always ask like how often should I do this? Um and actually someone asked like you know how do I make sure I get results? And here's the thing. <laughs> with any like with anything else I can't guarantee anything. The same way you can't go to the top doctor in the world and guarantee results. You can't it's it, here's also the thing. You can't go once and then think your whole life is going to be better for the rest of time. Like maybe that would be awesome, but it's the same way. Like, let's say you're going to a chiropractor or a massage therapist. Are there benefits to going once or even a therapist, like a talk therapist or a nutritional therapy practitioner? Like with my clients, so people come to me and see me once. And then if they don't come back and I'm like, I'm not really sure how you think you're going to keep getting results, you know? It's ongoing. And I tell people, I think usually it, it, p- clients who are actively working through something a lot will come in like once a week um, or do distance once a week. And then other people I say once a month is really great to just keep things balanced because people notice a difference and they just feel so much better and they're more productive. Their relationships are better. So most people do really want to keep up with it. But it's just like if you went to a chiropractor or a therapist um, or a massage therapist, are there benefits to going once? Yeah. But if you go once and never go again, are you really going to get all the healing benefits? No. It's just like with anything else, you know? So if you really want to use Reiki as a healing modality, it needs to be regular. It really does need to be regular. And a lot of it, I mean, a lot of the work also goes alongside emotional, spiritual work, which I really believe is at the root of everything. The same thing when I'm in, when I'm working just as a nutritionist separately, which I mean, a lot of this overlaps for me, but my clients all know. And if you've ever worked with a nutritionist, it's like we can go over the food and all that. But a lot of it is the emotional work and the deeper work. And that's where the true healing comes from. So if you really want to use Reiki as a healing modality, it needs to be regular. And I really say like a, like at least once a month, you know, if you're going to a physical therapist, you probably go once a month. Um, 
So that's how I kind of compare that. And then I get a lot of questions about distance Reiki versus in person. And it's just as effective. Some people argue that distance is more effective um, because especially like intuitively can really tap into someone and there's not all this extra like energetic baggage. The person did just come in, but some people just really like the in-person experience. So it's just as effective. I have plenty of distance clients. You can be from all over the world. It's the same way. Like if you work with a psychic, um, a lot of psychics actually say they prefer to do phone or video over being in person because they can just really tune into the person's energy. It's, it's, you know, energy. And basically as a practitioner, we learn different symbols and we learn different energy techniques to send Reiki energy. And one of those symbols and techniques is to send via distance and across distance, across time. That's also part of like when, if I get something from past life that's coming up, um, you know, I can, I can, I use those signals and those techniques. That's what we learn. We study to go across time, across space to energetically release. So when someone is in a distance session, essentially what happens is they have scheduled a time. This is how I do it. They, we schedule a time. So let's say it's 5 p.m. I say, okay, at 5 p.m., go in a quiet, like dark space, lay down, close your eyes, just relax, set your timer for 30 minutes. And all you have to do is just relax and I will do the rest. And at 30 minutes, you wake up and then I will give you all the feedback um, and with, for me, either people can have a, a phone call with me, like a video call with me and, or, or they can get a follow-up email or a follow-up voice message. So I can record all the notes, um, which again, it tends to be what people like the most, but they also love the way they feel. And if I don't know what the person looks like, I have them send me a picture of them beforehand so I can meditate on, on the client, um, and just kind of connect with them in that way. And then I use my symbols and I use my techniques that I've learned to send the energy across time and space to them. And, you know, I can still tap in with their guides. And, um, yeah, you, you learn how to do it when you become a Reiki practitioner. And, I will admit when I was first learning all this, I was like, is this really going to work? And then I was practicing on people and it was just as effective, if not more. And I know a lot of my friends who I practiced on and my clients now, they're, they're almost shocked. Like, I don't even understand how that happens, but it does. But that's the power of energy. Everything is energy. And it's about like tapping into this cosmic web and tapping into all of the healing modalities we have. And yeah, it's pretty simple. It's, you don't have to do anything. You just relax. And I mean, I just love Reiki energy. Like Reiki healing is so beautiful. There's really no downside to it, which is why I think everybody should try it at least once, if not regularly use it. And it's such a gift for me and totally has changed my life. I feel like it's very similar to the way people, you know, say yoga changed their life and that because it's, the healing is amazing. The same way, you know, yoga is is amazing for the physical benefits and the way you feel it with your body and it is healing, but also just the spirituality side. And this has, you know, opened up my third eye so much and really tapped into a different part of my life. I've talked about before, but also just learning the principles behind Reiki. So, um, the Reiki principles are something that we repeat 
And it's kind of a way to live life and something to remind yourself of every day. And I think it's a really nice meditation. So these are the Reiki principles. And they're they're said in different ways. So I will just say the way I like to say them. But there's different verbiage. But it's a similar idea. So just for today, I will not worry. Just for today, I will not be angry. Just for today, I will do my work honestly. Just for today, I will give thanks for my many blessings. Just for today, I will be kind to my neighbor and every living thing. And I'll say those to myself. And they relax me. And they're good reminders of you know, how to live our lives and just help us release any stories in our head that are telling us subconsciously to suffer <laughs> during the day. Um, it's our beliefs that cause us stress. You know, it's a subconscious beliefs. So just the whole energy behind everything and a little bit about how I got into this really was, you know, I've had my, my whole health journey and I, about when I got into this, um, I guess, I don't know, a year and a half, two years ago, my health has kind of gone up and down and I'm one of those people who lives like a very healthy lifestyle, do all the things. And I think just declined really badly. And I didn't know why. And none of my doctors knew why, you know, I have a lot of incredible friends who are practitioners and everyone was like, I don't know what's going on. And I just hit this like rock bottom emotionally, like rock bottom, I'm not going to say rock bottom, but dark place emotionally and physically. And I was like, I will literally do anything. Like I will do anything to feel better, to get out of this space. And I, um, being in LA, always very exposed to spiritual things and energy healing and working for Jordan younger from the balance bond. Like she was always really into energy healing and I thought it was cool, but I never really got into it. Um, and then I found out that my doctor, my old functional medicine doctor, Dr. Lakos, who's been on the podcast, he started getting more into energy work and sending patients to energy workers and seeing, and seeing how amazing it was as a healing modality. And I'm just hearing stories about these life-changing experiences. And so I start trying it. So I start, I went to a psychic that totally changed my life. It was an insane session. And I started trying different types of energy healers, just like anyone my friends would refer to, um, I would try out. And what was very interesting is every energy healer I've seen or psychic has told me, like, has told me that I'm meant to be a healer and that, um, like, my soul wants to do heal, wants to do work as a healer. And that, my soul really expands when I'm doing the intuitive work. And that's like why I'm supposed to be here. Um, and I just need to tap into it. And I was like, okay, interesting. And then anyways, I had this dream basically that about like, I was like, I heard and saw like Reiki and I didn't even know what Reiki was. I was like, I don't know what that is. I've heard of it. I've heard of it. I know people do. It. I don't really know what it is. And then so I was like, I guess I'll just uh, learn a bit about it. So I started, I bought a book and then my friend told me about this energy healer who's a body worker and she said she would do a feng shui in my house. And I was like, sure, let's do it. I was like, maybe my house is bad energy. So I call her up and I say, hey, can you come over? Basically, she was doing massage 
and then would feng shui my house. And she comes in and she saw my book and she goes, oh, are you, um, are you studying Reiki? And I said, yeah, I think I want to become a practitioner. And she goes, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm a Reiki master. And in the moment I just knew she was supposed to be my Reiki master. Um, and I said that to her, I was like, I think you should be my Reiki master. And she was like, oh, she's like, well, I haven't, I haven't had a student in a long time, but like she energetically knew it was right. And I did too. And, um, that was Firestar. Firestar is my, is my Reiki master. And she doesn't do body work anymore. She does psychic work. So if you want an amazing psychic, let me know and I will give you Firestar's information. She's amazing. I love her to death. And from there, she became my spiritual mentor and spiritual teacher. And I studied under her and I really liked the way I learned Reiki because I mean, you can just go to a weekend workshop and like become a Reiki practitioner, but I don't really feel like you have the full spiritual experience and you don't learn energy healing as a whole because she really taught me so much more than Reiki. She taught me energy healing and energy tools and she taught me spirituality and she taught me mediumship and psychic work and it, it was really great to have that that experience um over time and since then I have worked with so many other healers to keep opening up and other and just different spiritual mentors um to learn along the way and that's how I recommend people learn as they go to other healers and they learn from healers um you know I've read different books, but I just don't, I just feel like there's, you just can't get it from a book. Like that's my personal, like how I feel. Um, yeah. And it's something you also have to experience and also physiologically, like being opened up, like energetically, like needing someone to clear you. Um, and with Reiki, like needing someone to attune you. Um, so yeah. And I, when I started, honestly, because I was getting this pattern over and over again with my clients because again, I work with a lot of people with chronic illness or, you know, mystery cases or doing everything right. Or I was just reaching these emotional blocks and I just kept thinking like, I need to energetically get through. Like I need, there's a block here. And like, how do I get through? And I was just asking for this answer. And then I realized in my own life, I'm like, what is my energy block? What is going on? Like I need to explore other healing modalities. Like this, there's got to be more, you know, and and then when I found Reiki, I was like, how, it was so incredible. And I mean, I'm gonna do a podcast on this later, but like some of the things it has helped me, like when I, focusing my energy on certain things, um, you know, I had, I'll get into this in a later podcast, but I had a menorrhea for four years, and I really think Reiki was a big reason why I was finally able to get it back energetically. I think that was a big reason why I was gone. Um, so. Yeah, and just the way I've been able to help clients now and just kind of my approach now is so different because now I really like to fuse everything I know and adjust the way I work with people to what they need. So, you know, it could be Reiki, spiritual work, supplements, food, lifestyle, like all the things together. And also in the content I provide for you guys, like I just think it's really helpful to have this mind-body-spirit approach and come at it from every angle because that thing that snaps things into place is going to be different for every person. Um, and I just, I think for so long, like I have, always, I'm so, I was always so science and logic based and that's why I kind of wrote this off. And then when I realized like the science with this and how logically it makes sense and, and experiencing it and feeling it and watching people like, you know, to have someone who's had back pain every day of their life come in and have a session and it's gone forever. Like, 
I mean, that makes them feel good. That makes me feel good. And I feel like I can just help people in such a stronger way. And now just tapping into the whole intuitive side, um, kind of realizing for how long I had pushed that down, like a lot, we're all, we're all intuitive. We can all be psychic and like, I am very strong and I was very strong when I was little but I pushed it down and I pushed it away and I tried to repress it. And now all these things have opened up um, because I'm tapping back in. And it's really cool because it just, it's tapping into your intuition. And just, there's r- something really empowering about really having a strong sense of intuition. And I think this is why so many people, um, I think everybody should know what their superpower is. And I think one of mine, is that there's something people just open up to me. People just open up to me and my people bring this up to me all the time. I'm like, why do people just like spill their guts to you? And I'm like, it's literally an energy thing, I think. And I really think I'm here to share my story, to help other people heal emotionally, physically, energetically, and facilitate that. And like I am honored to be that person that people feel like they can open up to. Um, and just like do that deep work and deep healing. And I just, this has given my life so much more purpose and passion. And, you know, I love nutrition and I love fitness and I love all the lifestyle things and the hacks and it's amazing, but this is like, this is deep, you know, this runs deep. This is something that people are afraid of because it, it means, you know, looking at your emotions and like the energy behind things. And I think people are afraid of things they can't see, right? But you can feel it. You can feel a big difference. And it's almost, you know, it wasn't until I really experienced it. And I changed completely as a person. I'm sure if you've been here for a long time, you've noticed I've changed so much in the past few years. Um, For not just the Reiki reason, (laughs) for a few different reasons. But um, this has been a big piece of it. So that's kind of my journey with Reiki. I'm trying to see, did I, I think I answered all the questions, why I got into it, to heal myself, to heal others, to, to become a practitioner, you have to do, um, healing on yourself for a month, every day, healing on yourself. And I mean, I wanted to be able to help clients better, but I also wanted to be able to heal myself energetically. And that is really cool. Um, yeah, I went over how a session goes. So if you have any more questions, feel free to chime in. You can post it in the Facebook group, Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe. You can comment on my latest Instagram post. Although I won't be on Instagram this upcoming week, but you know, after. Um, but I would love it if you did one of those or send it in to podcast at christinariceswellness.com. And for more information about Reiki, search Reiki on my website and I have um, a post all about Reiki and I have a blog post about your aura and chakras um, and my services are on there. So if you want to book a distance session with me, if you want to book an in-person session with me here in San Diego, let me know. I also have a referral program. So if you refer someone and they they tell me I came here because so-and-so said I will give you $50 off your session. Um, so that's really fun too. 
I just think everyone should try it at least once. You have literally nothing to lose, only everything to gain. And it's just a whole new world. It's amazing. You'll feel so good. And if you don't want to do Reiki with me, I'm not offended. I just want you to have whatever healing experience you align with. Um, if you're looking for another Reiki practitioner, um, because someone asked about this, if you're looking for someone in your area, if you don't live in San Diego and you don't want to do distance for some reason, then I would suggest going on Yelp and looking at reviews and just seeing what other people have to say and good old referral, like, you know, asking people, you know, someone at your yoga studio might know or someone at your, um, I don't know, facial place, like holistic centers might know places or, um, if there's somewhere like a nutritional therapy office, like somewhere where different nutritionists are anywhere with like holistic healers. I know that massage places might know, um, of Reiki practitioners in the area. So like, you know, if you have someone in the holistic health world who you go to for, you know, your facials or your nutrition or, you know, whoever, I would just say, Hey, I'm looking into Reiki. Do you, do you know anyone? I always, that's how I find people in general. I always ask people I already love and work with, like, do you know anyone in the area who does this? Um, and, and maybe they know someone, if they don't, I would just go on Yelp and read people's reviews. And again, just make sure, you know, if you want just the Reiki, know that if you want the intuitive work, know that. And also people have different styles. So you might want to try to try out different people. You know, you might want to see, cause maybe you like one person's style, not another person's style. You know, like I have a different style than other Reiki practitioners. Um, so, you know, I have friends who have gone to see me and they've seen my Reiki master Firestar, and we do things a little differently, you know, all of that. So just try different people out. So I really hope that this was informative for you and helpful. I tried to squeeze in as much as I could. Typical me. And please let me know if you have any more questions. I love this topic so much. So again, you can go to ChristinaRiceWellness.com, search for Reiki, learn more there. You can go to my services page on my website if you would like to book a session. I would love to give people this gift. I would love to give more people this gift. And thanks again for tuning in. If you made it through the whole thing, thanks for being here. You're the best. And as always, if you do enjoy the show and you want to share your support, it means so much to me if you leave a rating and a review on iTunes if you haven't already. It only takes a sec and it's totally free to you and it just helps me spread the word about the show. And if you like this episode, I would so appreciate it. If you share it on social media, I love when you guys screenshot and share it. Tag me, tag Wellness Realms Podcast. And then I can say thank you for spreading the love. So I hope you have an awesome rest of your day. Thanks again for tuning in. And I will talk with you again next time. Bye.